0: Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flowspace Conscious Conversations with j and I'm Jerica,
1: And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience.
0: Welcome to episode 98, One Love, What Programming is Keeping You from Love? In this episode,
1: we discuss different programmings that we're running in our lives that we call blind spots and how we came to realize them.
0: We discuss a controversial point of view when it comes to marginalized groups and how love is the answer. We hope you make
1: it through the episode and stay tuned for some words of encouragement when dealing with triggers during our reflections. Because like these human things that have been holding us in this control, like with this agenda has been something that we've released, you know, those shackles, even how we perceive our role in society, just like we were discussing earlier today, like as women and just like who we want to show up in the world as to support ourselves and our community Everything feels like it's shifting. We're grounding in deeper sovereignty and embodying our power more, which has spilled over into what it is that we even focus on. And we removed the overarching need of oh, these like human needs, knowing that that's all being taken care of. So we have a bigger capacity to then explore things that are relevant in this new reality like dragons you know like that can feel more relevant than talking about like the news politics or you know
0: yeah I do know
1: because that's what I feel like that's like yeah all anything like other that's why there's such a lightness to everything else because it's it's fine you know like we've released the the shackles that heavy density associated with human life that can keep us caught up in this empowering energy
0: yeah actually that brings back a thought from a few minutes ago where right before getting on i was on instagram and i was scrolling and like there were maybe four or five posts back to back about the astrological world and things that are going on right now and like all of this heavy energy that's being felt by the collective and in my mind I was like I cannot relate to any of this at all and then you know how sometimes people put the question boxes and people respond there was one it was just like a page full of responses with people What felt when I looked at it, it felt like people were just feeding the narrative. I don't know if those experiences are true or not, but I feel like it felt it fed this narrative with like a heaviness. And like you mentioned um, a little while ago, we were doing like different tasks that aren't full of fun. Like they can be very mundane and boring and annoying, to be honest, Um, but we weren't And I don't want to say we weren't because like, were there moments that agitation arose? Yes. Like when the moldy water got on me, it was like, oh, or (laughs) like when you got tired and it was like, I don't want to do this. So like, I don't want to speak in the absolutes to paint a false picture, but overall, while going and navigating through that task, it wasn't a super heavy task, you know, like were there moments, it was like up and down, but it was more on the ups than the downs. Um, and that ties into what you were saying about programming in the sense that I feel that so many people are programmed to these beliefs, like false beliefs, but just beliefs that become popular, um, or just instilled into us because so many people around us are doing it and they're so false and not real. Yet we spend so much of our energy and our time feeding these false beliefs and programming.
1: Yeah, and what you're speaking to right now is whatever is going on in the astrals with like all these retrogrades and these narratives that are being spinned around that, that don't support empowerment and being in your power and utilizing every moment despite whatever is going on cosmically to our benefit.
0: Yeah, it can feel almost like if I read all of these posts that I've been seeing, It can make me feel like in the 3d world as if there was a nuclear war about to happen and it's like hunker down or bunker down whatever the term is you know like get into your whatever that space like the crawl spaces that can't be damaged get into that and like protect yourself hide that's what that energy is giving off and i've seen so many posts actually um saying that there's a certain number of planets in retrograde And then I was looking a little bit further into it, and I came across information that says that's not true. Like everybody's saying there's seven planets in retrograde when there's really six. And it's like, okay, one person says it, then another person gets on and says it, and then another. And now it's just like false information being spread, instilling this fear almost in so many people who might not have the background or base knowledge. And that's just about the cosmos. That same concept goes across so many things.
1: Mm -hmm. It lives here in the 3D world in many ways that we can recognize without even having to go to the level of the cosmos. Yeah. It speaks to that concept, though, like just like the news, the media, it's no different where these stories are being spewed on a large scale. And instead Mm -hmm. of investigating further or using discernment, reflecting within the self being mindful of how this information is making us feel, we just take it on and continue spreading that news even further to the next person without truly knowing the truth behind it or without realizing that it's not empowering us and connecting us deeper to our power.
0: Yes, and I feel that it's very full circle with many things that we've spoken about today in terms of something from dating to then like these gender roles or jobs that people take on like it's across so many different boards
1: yeah and
0: i don't know if we've spoken about it i feel like we have but it's just like the deeper the onion as you continue peeling back the layers
1: yeah what do you mean like we haven't you know you're not sure if we spoke on what
0: that concept of Because I know we've spoken about the programmings and things like that, but today I feel in conversation specifically between us, like off recording, it's um, viewing, I think you kept referencing it as blind spots, like how the different programming, which I think is the same programming, just a false illusion is instilled in our personal lives in different ways. Yeah, And like, obviously, you said it best with calling it blind spot, because you're not even aware of it until it's brought to your attention.
1: Wow, it's so true, because I feel we both had a monumental realization in our lives in relating to the gender roles and me with my dating life. And I feel they they cross, they're one and the same, essentially, because it's something that is inviting us deeper into our capacity to love essentially without the limitations that the programmings impose on our capacity to love because of how we perceiving the act of love.
0: What was my realization?
1: The gender roles in terms of what it means to be a woman, how you want to show up for your family. Um, like the, cause before it was, oh I'm a strong independent woman like I don't need to be doing cooking cleaning and it's that connotation associated with doing things that ultimately just help not only you but your family and your community in a larger scale it's not something to be looked down upon or be made to be like minuscule or that is less worthy of someone who's bringing in money you know
0: I appreciate you bringing it back because it feels like so long ago.
1: (laughs) But it's so important because I feel this is really relevant to a lot of people. And it's crazy how deep it goes because being someone who's well aware of medicine that can be made in the kitchen through produce, through things that are available to us locally, that is such a superpower and that there's no price on that. And to be able to continue cultivating that is something that is being able to be invited deeper into your embodiment Mm -hmm. through releasing this programming, like, oh, I don't need to be cooking, cleaning, you know, when it's so deeper than that.
0: Yeah. And to elaborate a little bit on that, that's why I was like, wait, what was my realization? Because the programming that can be tied into that concept do I cook and clean? Yes. Did I associate like a negative, like opinion on it? Yes, because I would put myself like, oh, I'm the only one cleaning this house, and this isn't fair, because in my mind it's like the it's the woman's role, or it's perceived in our society like the woman's role is to keep the house clean, and I didn't want to conform to that type of programming. So I was doing like almost the opposite of that. Like, was I still doing the cleaning? Yeah, I was to keep a clean house. But was I doing it with like a happy, light heart? No, I would be pissed every time I had to clean. And there's a joke in my house when I'm cleaning, like everybody knows when I'm cleaning because like things will be slammed or whatever the case is. (laughs) And that's not how I want to operate. You know, that's total. I want to be able to cook dinner. Well, I always cook in a good mood because I believe the energy goes into the food but I want to clean the house in a good mood with a light heart. Um, And I can own that role and that responsibility because that's what my life currently looks like. And there's no need to accept like that other programming that's like, oh, to be a strong woman, you don't take on those titles, which I didn't even realize was something in my subconscious.
1: Yeah. And that's like the It helps further explain the blind spots. It's just Mm -hmm. so vital, I feel, because welcoming in that welcomes in more creativity because you're opening yourself up to the experience without identifying a narrative that isn't supporting where you are in your life right now.
0: Yeah, and I want to just elaborate a little bit further because today when we went to the farmer's market. I know we had a conversation, like very, a very direct conversation in regards to your dating and the blind spot there. And it was like said uh, explicitly like, oh, that's a blind spot, you know, with this conversation, like I'm arriving further and further as we speak about it, because I said what I said about wanting to be like the best uh, wife, not in a joking manner, but almost like from that, because. I don't know, like, I can't take myself serious, you know, but it's through that, like, even if it's something that's said as a joke, there's something there to like further investigate. And that's how you can arrive deeper to these deeper programmings that are so hidden and woven into our way of being.
1: Yeah. And that's a good point that you brought up, the fact that you said it in this kind of joking matter, because that's the level that you can accept it at that point, because it's something new you know, especially like if something is new, it can be uncomfortable. So you can say it in this kind of joking way. And then from there, it leads to like, oh, OK, well, what does this really mean? Or if it comes up again, you know, because mm-hmm. um, in the an example you gave about like my dating life, I was like, please tell me what is it that I need to know? Because I recognize that I'm holding myself back in some way, but I really don't have it there all the way in my mind like it hasn't fully clicked so when you were telling me like oh you're self-sabotaging and all these things i really appreciated that and i took that information and i applied it immediately to help me ground it in more Mm -hmm. and recognize okay, this is what I was holding myself back from. And it helped me have a lot of realizations within myself, like, oh, this is something that's always been available to me. And these things that aren't even important that are 3D and from the 3D world, I'm holding at a high standard. And are these truly my standards? And recognizing that these are programmings that aren't really true to me yeah. So it's crazy how really deep these programming's can go that we don't even recognize it and we can
0: justify them. Yeah, it's so crazy because the same way you implemented them immediately, I feel like I did as well. Today was yeah. such a cool day reflecting on it. You know, yeah. I came home, I put on my apron <laughs> I started <laughs> <laughs> And started like pickling all the produce from the fr- the farmers market, like just and then cooking for the family. And it feels good. And that's something that I want to elaborate too, because I don't know if you could share a similar sentiment, but releasing the programming and stepping into what is true to our souls or what makes us feel good makes it feel really, really good. So not feeling that I have to go out there and work a job that I don't want to work just to be a breadwinner or something like that and contribute in that way, when there's so much medicine and magic I can provide to my family in something that feels good to me, even though I was brainwashed to think I had to do more than that. You know, me being me and doing what makes me feel good, cooking, making medicine, all of these things that I really love. Supporting well-being, you know, for those that are closest to me in a natural way, makes me feel so good, so empowered. But I was made to believe that that's not success, or that's not a a certain quality that is worth anything. Like, I'm not providing by just simply doing that. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's so weird.
1: Yeah. No, I I really hear you because like yes, you are more than enough in doing that and I feel that's what it really touches on that we're made to believe we're not enough if we are not fitting into certain boxes mm-hmm. and if it's not in one of these boxes then you're not doing something that's worthy of being acknowledged as valuable to yourself and to your community. Yeah when what you're providing is priceless, and you're aiding in the well-being of yourself and those that matter to you the same way that your husband is providing finances that help support well-being. You know, there's many aspects towards well-being.
0: And it's such a 3D thing, similar to what you were saying regarding the dating realization. It's such a 3D thing that we're striving to accomplish when that doesn't our soul similar to romance I feel like love is love is so amazing you know it's so high vibrational it's beyond words can ever encompass or match and we're made to think that we have to like find the perfect this this and that and I'm not saying settle or lower your standards but it's more so really reevaluate what those standards are and are they real Are they true to the soul or are they true to the materialistic 3D world? Because that's not what we want to go after. We want to go after the stuff that's feeding our soul.
1: Yeah, just like in recognizing these programmings, feeling so much more free and so much more embodied in our truth and feeling so good about it. It's crazy to think that this is what is in this moment when before this realization, it felt like this never-ending trying to grasp at something that's not our truth. And as if once we do, that that will be the thing that liberates us and makes us feel like really good about who we are and how we're living our life when the complete opposite is true. And that's such a like troubling thing to the mind to even think about, because I feel that's so relatable in so many ways. And it can be really like confusing and jarring and just like what is that it's so weird cuz like relating to my dating life I'll explain a little bit deeper for me it connects me to this these things that I desired in a significant other that are so superficial Like, okay, they have to be this kind of high and look this kind of way. It's like feeding this narrative of what it looks like more than what it feels like and putting that on a pedestal above um, what it feels like and how I feel and the other person feels and how we feel together. And I always had that as a value of mine, but I wasn't recognizing that it wasn't of the highest value And I was closing myself off to opportunities that helped me recognize that until I really was like, okay, what is it? And I had you, um, other people in our tribe really tell me about myself. And I'm so grateful. I'll never forget (laughs) when Gio told me about myself, God bless her. She gave me the craziest face like, girl, you tripping. (laughs) I'm like, damn, I'm really tripping. And it really checked me. And it's just to highlight the importance of having people that can tell you about yourself that you really value what they have to say. And you know that they're coming from a good place and they only want the best for you, but they're not going to enable you to continue behavior or have these thoughts that aren't supportive to our growth.
0: Yeah. And being able to be open and receptive to the different feedback or like awareness people bring forward, especially when it comes from those who care about you and want to see you do good or like thrive.
1: And just to take that a little further though, because I did also receive messages now having this new realization, I was reflecting back on the messages I did receive from people that I wouldn't have expected to that aren't in my inner circle. And there weren't direct messages to me, they were just talking about their life and I could recognize how it related to this theme that I was working through, but I couldn't connect it completely because of the programming that still lived within me working through this theme of my life. And it's to say that everyone has a message for us if we're open to it and recognize that everything is speaking to us and is engaging with us. The the outside world is our reflection and everything is happening for us. So through believing and implementing that philosophy, we can welcome in the messages no matter where they're coming
0: from. Yeah. And I want to say that with like caution, like I want to add the caution to that sentence because... (laughs) it can be, it can become addictive almost and you can misinterpret things where you're just taking everything as a message and some things aren't for us. You know, sometimes we're in a, in a place where there's several people around and something's being shared. It can be shared for any single one of those people around. It doesn't have to be specifically for us. So I, like use your discernment. You know when a message is for you because it resonates deep inside of you and you know when it's not a message for you
1: yeah very important yeah the discernment is always key in this life
0: yes it is and how does discernment how can you bring forward more discernment when it comes to like these different programmings that are running that you you're not even aware are running
1: how does it make us feel How does something make us feel? Because if I reflect on these two examples we gave from our own personal lives, I can reflect as to like the dissonance that was present in my life and how it was present in yours. Like there was this level of like disconnect, this like searching or like, what is it? And if I don't know how to take that deeper because I'm still grasping it, but I can recognize that it didn't feel as good as I feel now. I feel yeah. more whole, complete, whereas before I felt like carper Yeah,
0: that's really good because if I use the example I gave when I was cleaning and I would become in a bad mood, my normal state of being or not normal, but like what I my state of being that's the most common is not crabby or upset and stuff like that. So if I'm doing something that takes me out of that characteristic, I can look into it to see why, like, where is the dissonance? And it can be something like, it's so mind boggling because I was thinking that it's because I didn't want to do the cleaning, but that's not necessarily what it was. I love cleaning. Like cleaning is my (laughs) go-to. Yeah. I love it. Organizing, putting things in folders. Like everybody who knows me knows my phone has so many folders my laptop, my room, like everything. I love being organized and clean. So it would be, it doesn't make sense when I reflect back on it now, why when I'm cleaning the house that I live in, that I love, do I get into a bad mood? Oh, it was the freaking programming that made me feel that a woman shouldn't be cleaning just because she's a woman. And it's so ridiculous, but it's something that's really pushed where I feel like the feminist movement and I say this with a gentle heart and caution, you know, like all of these different movements, I feel really aid in the separation than they do in the unity. All of these different marginalized groups, they mean well, I'm sure, but they're pushing further this agenda that's at play to keep us all out of our power and in victim mindset and victimhood. So, yeah.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel that is very important, although that can be triggering for people. It's important to be open to a different point of view, if that alone.
0: Yeah. And it's actually it's not a shame, but because I feel like, you know, we speak about this often in our life, but I feel like worried about speaking on it on the podcast because I don't want to like upset anybody or trigger anybody. But it's something I'm so passionate about because anything that aids in that separation, I just want it gone. Mm-hmm. I know it serves a purpose, but I feel that it's becoming so common and popular and everybody feels that they need to be a part of a group to fit in. And if you're not in this group, you're in this group or this group and all of these different groups are operating and just causing more Like, yeah, division and just stuff that doesn't feel good, even though they think they're doing it with a purpose to feel good. Yeah. That's that programming.
1: Yeah. I feel any group that is really adamant about pushing forward their message in a way that can be other than gentle and loving and compassionate and empathetic to other points of views there's some sort of like underlining trauma present there that has to be addressed because why can't things all just be one love and why does saying something like why can't everything just be one love and we come together and just recognize ourselves and all of each other why is that triggering
0: It is. And I know that the reason that so many people in these different marginalized groups give is because of oppression and like their group has been targeted and their group has faced horrific experiences. And I get that. But harping on those experiences and staying in that frequency just perpetuates it and continues that. And then if you're not in this group or if you're not in support of this group, then you're like the bad man and you're this and that. And they're doing the group is doing the same thing to other non-supporters that they say was done to them. And it's true. It's like, why can't it just be one love? Like, why is that so difficult? Why is it so difficult to say this happened to all of these different types of people? This happened, you know, every single human being on the planet is deeply sorry for it, but we want to see better and do better. So let's just start doing better Mm -hmm. as one, as a unified Species, if you want to just like group us all together.
1: Yes, including the nature, as we are one with the nature. And because I feel the basis of these movements is victimization of people's experiences. And I have what can be a controversial opinion on the experiences that we have. I'm a strong believer that everything is something that we've welcomed into our life. And I know that that can be very touchy. So I say that very lightly. But I feel that there's a lot of truth to it when we're open to that self-reflection to see how did we play a role in the experiences that we're having? Or why is it that we feel so strongly about what's happening in someone else's life or being connected to this movement it's just things to invoke deeper curiosity, or at bare minimum to be thought provoking, even if they arise things within us that make us feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and I want to definitely highlight, like, because when speaking about this, like you said, it can be very controversial. And it's not that we have never experienced things ourselves. Because in my life, I've experienced so many things. I'm a minority in many different ways. Um, But that doesn't all because I have experienced these things. Okay, <laughs> all because I have experienced the- these things doesn't mean that I want revenge or I'm gonna stand up louder um, and fight. You know, there's no need to be fighting, we can just welcome in more love. That's what I do. If somebody ever does something in a way that I feel is targeting me based on either the fact that I'm a woman, the fact that I'm Hispanic whatever it can be, whatever like classification that can be targeted, I'm going to show up extending so much love, compassion and grace for that person and for myself. I'm not going to try to double down and like fight back and do all of these other things that will just perpetuate that same energy.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's not to mean like, oh, you have to go and hug someone, you know, it's doing things with, what makes us feel comfortable, because love doesn't mean being a doormat. So there's a fine line with that too, which is I feel is important to highlight. But it's just to be curious as to how we can bring forward more love into scenarios and situations that we feel adamant about standing down our ground to defend our position that's rooted in victimization. Yeah, That promotes the division.
0: That's a really good way to put it. And I feel that it ties so beautifully into the concept of the different programmings that run because that's what I feel creates the victimhood and the victim mentality is falling victim literally to these different circumstances, which are the programs and not standing up to them and becoming who we are meant to be and being in our full power.
1: Yeah, which actually brings me up, brings up something that came up to my, that came to mind earlier. Um, an example within my dating life, because I feel it ties so great into this, I recognize speaking to um, the people that I have entertained as love interests. In the beginning, I really work through my nervous system, feeling out of whack from past traumatic experiences within my dating life. And I recognize speaking to someone else in this arena and this pursuit. That I feel very calm and grounded and safe within myself in communication, although like I'm just speaking to this person. So that's something I realized today and I feel like there's something there to it. So stay tuned because obviously this is an area of my life that is under construction Um, But I recognize that I thought that that was really interesting. Whereas before I used to identify it as, oh, I'm reacting this way. My nervous system feels dysregulated because of past experiences. And I don't feel that that's the case anymore. I feel that that was me associating with trauma and being in victimization Mm -hmm. and not recognizing those cues as my body speaking to me that maybe this situation, this person is not safe and isn't meant for me to continue trying to develop something.
0: That's such a good point, especially with the dating, because I know that a lot of people think that you're supposed to feel like butterflies or other things are referenced when you meet somebody about like you start sweating and your your heart's beating and that's your nervous system speaking to you. So it's really good to question why is my nervous system speaking to me in this case? Why does my body feel like it's in danger? Love again should make us feel so good it shouldn't make wreak havoc on our nervous system it should make us feel safe it should make us feel worthy it should make us feel expansive and yeah maybe you can get heart palpitations from feeling expansive or flutters but that like sweaty palms stomach being weird that is like a red flag in my opinion oh
1: my goodness the biggest red flag like i'm so grateful for this realization because you know you know the people in my life and my close circle you guys have seen me where i meet someone new and i completely shut down I'm, i can become this completely different person like i'm such a bubbly outgoing person and i'm like mm-hmm. what do i say i like feel like a brick and now i don't feel that way So it's really nice to recognize and make that connection because it ties into the stories and the narratives that we own. Like I was honing in on this victimization of past experiences. That's not my reality.
0: That's what I was just going to share that it sounds from what you're saying, it sounds that, that the realization you had earlier today, identifying these different programs and the way that they were woven into your life has eased the programming so that now that you are speaking to somebody in whatever capacity it is, you you're not coming from that space of the programmings running and you're thinking all of these humanly things, you're actually able to meet them from a heart space instead of the head space.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And I feel that is the message that we're sharing in this conscious conversation is returning to the heart space and communicating from that space feeling our way through life from the heart space and not the mind
0: yes it's so beautiful and it's so funny how we went from speaking about like programming of like gender roles and relationships and how it's so connected into this because like all those marginalized groups if everybody can just open up the heart have forgiveness, have compassion, have grace, it doesn't mean forget, it just means have the awareness so that we can all as a collective move forward with a conscious, with like a consciousness to make us do better, because that's what we're here to do. I don't think anybody is born and just wants like total destruction, you know, of humanity. I think everybody is born feeling the same thing, having the knowing of the oneness, being connected to source, to God, to each other, to nature, to everything in existence. And it's through the different programmings that we're taught, okay, no, there is a divide, there's separation here, you're either with this group, or you're with this group, where do you stand? No, I stand in my heart. My power is my heart. I'm not going to go and aid the separation and the division. I'm going to come together no matter what you've done to me or my people. I'm going to love you because I know that the love is the way to move forward. Love
1: is all that's real. Everything else is an illusion as a programming. Literally. Literally. We don't
0: need anything. We don't need to be speaking here. We don't need the computers. We don't need the house. We could just be chilling with nature, breathing. Yeah.
1: We don't need the air fryer.
0: We literally
1: don't need anything. It's just so crazy. I can't believe you
0: brought back the air fryer.
1: (laughs) It came to mind. It's just so crazy. All these things that have been born out of The illusion of comfort and convenience, which really ultimately brings in inconvenience and discomfort. Yes. That's what's crazy.
0: Okay, that's going to have to be another episode. Okay.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned for that one, (laughs) y'all. We're riding the love train right now.
0: Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being... If this resonated with you and you feel cold, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go,
1: give yourself space, space to flow. Thank
0: you so much for tuning in. And if you want to hear a quick reflection, stay tuned. The answer is one love, baby. If
1: that makes you bring up some discomfort in your body, just swim to that area of discomfort with curiosity and wonder and bring with you some love and open arms and welcome whatever is there for you and know that it is ultimately leading you closer to yourself.
0: Now, how can somebody do that? Even if they're triggered by anything that we've said or anything that comes up,
1: feel the feeling, feel the trigger, feel the emotions that come forward, let them be present, let whatever comes along with the trigger emotions surface, like whatever stories, thoughts, and witness them with curiosity and wonder instead of judgment and trying to justify them and associate an identity with them and yeah rec- and question is this serving me is this bringing me closer to myself and to others or is this furthering an agenda or a position that is not rooted in unity and is the position that you feel you're holding that feels important to hold is the unity that you feel that that position is bringing forward true Because a lot of the programming associated with certain groups can feel like, oh, yeah, this is bringing me closer to unity because I'm defending this position. But is that true? Because sometimes it's important to, you know, the saying what they say in relationships, like it's not always important to be right. Like, do you want to be right or happy or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So there's that, you know, because it's really the ego that wants to be right and justified and it's really the soul that wants to experience everything without attachment.
0: Yes, because before you said to allow the stories to come up or like the different narratives, I would say like do that with caution because when you're in it, it's so easy to attach to it. You know, it takes a lot of practice becoming the observer and not the narrator. And I think that Mm. Anybody who is triggered by certain things has to really approach the mind and those mental chatters with so much caution and compassion. Because like you said, people who are doing things, they're doing them because they think it's what's needed and what's right. How can you recognize within yourself something that you're doing isn't serving yourself or the community at whole, humanity, and it's just pushing an agenda? That's very triggering to realize. Because we all take part in that in so many different ways. So I think allowing those triggers and the emotions to come up is really helpful because you can recognize, right, there's something here for me to explore. And then as you explore slowly and carefully, you can start recognizing what that mind, the internal mind is saying and how that narrative is feeding an agenda or a programming.
1: Yeah, and being gentle with the self, just because you gain awareness, let's say you welcome this new awareness, just because you welcome this new awareness doesn't mean now you're going to be different. Just like Mm -hmm. in my dating life, I gained awareness. That was the first level. And then, okay, now I have to implement it. And then I gained deeper awareness of that first awareness and it goes deeper. So to be gentle with the process. And it's not to say that we don't have programming living within us because we as we just discovered had programming that we weren't even aware of. So it's to invite a level of empathy and curiosity on this experience and this journey.
0: Yeah, I'm grateful that you shared that because it's so true. Once you have the awareness, that's the first step. And in my personal life, that first step is so monumental that it takes a lot of time to integrate it. And there's always different layers to the onion. You know, like you're going to constantly be peeling it back. It's a lifelong journey um, and it's triggering many times. Like we said earlier, it doesn't happen instantly. Like, yeah, we get the awareness, but you have to move through it. And depending how you choose to move through it, are you moving through it from a space of a light heart or are you moving through it with a heaviness? That's going to help dictate how quickly you're integrating and how deeply you're integrating the new awareness. Yeah. I just realized that this is the reflection of the episode, but then we talk about new topics.
1: What new topic?
0: <laughs> like, not new topics, but like, okay, what if somebody's triggered? What do you do?
1: I think that's great because. <laughs> the episode was the topic and then if the episode triggered you this is how you can move through it if you made it this far that means there's a level of curiosity and interest so it gives an action step to how to begin
0: true and that could be a programming my idea of reflection is like how do we feel about the episode?
1: But I know, me too. That's my <laughs> idea too. I'm just sharing what just happened because, you know, we didn't think about it. It just flowed through. I know. No, I know. So that's so funny. You,
0: yeah. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us.
1: Yes. If you would like to further your experience with helpful tools, you can check out our affiliates that have supported us on our journey thus far. Those links and those discount codes can be found in our show notes as well as on our website.
0: LowSpaceWellness.com.
1: Yes. If you love this episode, share it with someone so we can unite further into unity, oneness, and love. We love you so much. If you would like to share your love for us, you can also leave a review and a rating wherever you're listening or in the comments section in YouTube if that's where you're watching. And subscribe while you're at it.
0: Yes. And connect with us. You can find us on social media at below space, the podcast on Instagram. We love connecting with our flowers, our listeners. And
1: you can find us at that same at on TikTok. And if you want to be the first one to hear the messages we randomly drop, you can find us on Twitter at Flowspace The Pod. We love so, you so much.
0: Yep, yeah, love you, and we will see you next time. Peace out.